0: Oh, it's lit, <laughs> we prime time, <laughs> subscribe, like, and share, <laughs> give us your feedback. Yo, I'm Manny at the plate and Kobe off a of steal, Gretzky for the goal and Brady at the wheel, I'm a game changer, the Osaka of the tennis, and breaking scoreboard. Simone the Olympics, defense and big business, the Mayweather who way better, from the greatness of Jim Brown, I been down. Talk of sports before I was off the porch. Screaming bow nose while Jordan was playing horse. Late 80s getting torched by the drive and the shot. 2016 got a ring off the three in the block. They ease to forgot. The Cardiac Kids, Price and Doherty. Bell in the Indian years. This who it is. Your host D Tran, yo, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. Yo, your host D Trent, that's a name banger. Come in the streets and talk sports with the game changer. D-Trent,
1: game-changer sports talk, industry sports, all right, was really good. Setting the tone today. Now, we talk about these Cleveland Cavaliers, all right? That time is among us. We have speculated all offseason. Trades been going down. There's still rumors going around. But now we're on the brink ain't about all the speculations no more. It's not about what could, what might. It's about what's going on. Right now, what's going on? Is the Browns coming in? I mean, ooh, the Cavs. The Cavs. What's going on? Is the Cavs coming into this season looking like they might could make some real noise? Um, Now, I'm not saying you know, that they're title contenders and nothing like that. What I am saying, though, is they have a chance. They have a real chance.
2: I mean, the last three years,
1: they've won 22 games. All right? This has to be the year they hit the 30-game mark. How feasible is it for them to hit the 30-game mark? All right? Will Colin Saxon emerge as a top scorer for a contending team? Will Evan Mobley be able to play a whole rookie season and evolve the way we think he will? How's the addition of Laurie Marketing play well with Kevin Love not wanting to be bought out? What type of... impact will Ricky Rubio have um, Saxton and Garland? And Garland is predicted to have a pretty good breakout season. What's going on with Isaac Okoro and Chetty Osman? How much many more minutes will Lamar Stevens earn? Um, What will this team look like under a third year orchestration of my J.B. Bickerstaff? is Kobe Altman on the hot seat or should be. These are, you know, and setting the tone right now, we just highlighting everything or a lot of the things that will probably come up or be of talk um, when this when this training camp and preseason gets underway. Uh, Cal's first preseason game is against the Chicago Bulls in at the United Center, actually, in Chicago. Uh, you know, the Bulls will be a contending team this year. They should be in the East, um, even in the West. They have a pretty loaded roster. So out the gate, this young Cavs team will be able to see what they have. Uh, so what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Coach J.B. Bickerstaff, right? All right how will you deploy this team what is the thought process what are you looking to get out of here this is what i see the whole thought from the jump was colin saxon and darius garland leading the team from the backcourt right and they're going to build the front court around the backcourt
2: I don't know if anybody really understood
1: that. I think most of us did. A lot of us did. Some of us did. But that was the whole mindset. So far, I feel like he's followed through. Uh,
2: Biggerstaff and Altman.
1: You know, Darius Garland and Colin Saxton could easily give you 50 a night.
2: 50 and over 10
1: assists from your backcourt. You could possibly get 50 and 15 assists from these two to these two guards. All right. I don't want to hear about this small guard nonsense. Everybody trying to run like it ain't other teams that ran with small guards. We're playing positionless basketball. I don't want to keep hearing about the small guard effect. What I do want to hear about is the utilization effect. And how is that going to translate to wins on the court? All right. The team that the Cavs put out last year, challenged teams. They weren't just blown out in games. They ended up blowed out in a lot of games. But that's not how the game played for three quarters. And what that tells you is that if you can contend for three quarters and can't finish in the fourth, either you don't have players that can finish in the fourth or you don't have enough firepower to be able to finish in the fourth in the first place. Because, I mean, the first three quarters are important, but, you know, the fourth quarter is the closeout. And how you finish is all what's remembered, right? Uh, You know, how you got there just adds to the story. So what will J.B. Bickerstaff do? These are my thoughts, right? I've set out some things before. I've had time to think, look at the team and see what could and might happen. Uh,
2: Two things. It's one thing, but it's two players. The health
1: of Dylan Wendler and Kevin Love. All right. Kevin Love's playing. Wendler's playing. I'm not doing all them narratives about oh, this ain't going to play, that ain't going to play. Everybody's healthy. This is what I'm running with. Everybody's healthy. All right. And for the most part, everybody's healthy. From the reports. All right. They show video of Kevin Love training. Uh, Wendler training. Uh, Sexton, Garland, Mobley, training, Allen, training, so everybody working. Uh, they they met up together at uh, the summer league. Uh, you know when Mobley was playing and the Coral was playing and Stevens. Um, so they building continuity. They they kicking it with each other outside the the court. Uh, you know what will will JB Bickerstaff do? All right, but as I was saying, they couldn't finish in the fourth. So.
2: The starting lineup. Now, I was convinced at first it was Moby. Then we got marketing. I was kind of convinced it was marketing. And then I thought about Cleveland. So, I'm going to go with what I would do which is what I kind of think
1: Coach Biggerstaff can do. And in order to get a young big man adapted to the league effectively, you want to have a guard that can really play. Somebody, mm, I'll let both my smokes go out. Look, you know, somebody who can really facilitate you know get your big man easy looks help him get in rhythm of the game you know he gonna play defense and then get easy looks on the offensive end get him in a rhythm all right um and for the calves having ricky rubio coming off the bench i think it's just ideal to have mobley come off the bench with with rubio um because you can deploy rubio and move garland to the two or deploy rubio and and still let saxon play the two um and that still works for you uh the guard behind them knowing them three gonna play good minutes uh scenarios where people gonna try to get them in foul trouble uh, that's the question mark for me who plays the fourth guard lead guard the fourth facilitator. Uh, that That's a question that has to be answered.
2: Uh, hold on. As far as
1: the big man rotation go, I'm at the final conclusion Lori Marketing is going to start. And I'm going to get into why I think he's going to start. But the rotation. Of uh of uh, Allen, Marketing, and Mobley is going to be nice. It's going to be if who can stay healthy and how much or how available is Kevin Love. Because if Kevin Love is playing and he's effective, even if he's only playing 20 to 25 minutes a night or every other night, that makes that front court, that big man rotation look a lot better. And it looks good because you literally have two guys who can legitimately stretch the floor. And you have two big guys who can legitimately hold down the paint. So if you get one in foul trouble, you can rotate the other one in. Uh, this is another reason why I believe Moby's going to come off the bench, and he should. At the center position. Um, don't get me wrong, you could deploy him at the four. But long-term-wise, he's going to be a center. Um, but right now, so you want to get him established as a center. He's going to play behind Jared Allen. He's going to go against him in practice. He's going to go against Lori marketing and do all that. Um, and, you know, get his shooting up. And that competition, playing against two other shooters and Kevin Love, you know, and Laurie marketing is really going to, up, you know, up his stature. Isaac Acora is going to start at three. All right. so. My starting lineup, There is Garland at the point, Colin Saxon at the two, Isaac McCoy at the three, Laurie Marketing at the four, and Jerry Allen at the five. Laurie Markkinen is going to play the four because Laurie Marketing is a seven-foot dude who can shoot. And you have two guards who are six-two. Six, six you got a big man who can control the paint. So having a seven-foot shooter, just opens it up. Now, Okoro can really run the lanes.
0: Now, Saxton actually can get more assists because people will actually finish the play when he passes it to him. Lori Marketing can not only
1: shoot, but he can drive. He can move his feet. He's motivated. He's still young. And uh, two, you're paying I have no doubts Colin Sachs is going to get paid, so I'm not worried about it.
2: Uh, uh, but if
1: I didn't, uh, uh, you know, say something or, or wasn't clear uh, about my two, my my one thing, uh, but two things, is the health of Kevin Love, as I was just saying with the big man rotation, and, you know, the health of Dyla Wendler, as I get into this small four a wingman rotation, uh, Lamar Stevens. I like him, uh, as a player. Uh, I thought he came on along very strong and I think he's coming along very strong. I thought you know, he played very well in, uh, the summer league. Um, and he showed signs of growth. He's only like 24, 25, uh, he was a leading scorer for his team in college, leading rebounder, can handle. You know, he, he got a ball of a game. Uh, not too much different than Isaac Okoro, just not as great of a defender, but he can defend. I had a very good, good, pretty high level. Um, so, I know Okoro's going to play. I know Chetty's going
2: to play. Uh, if
1: Wendler is available and he's playing and contributing. Where does that leave Stevens? Um, I think that still leaves him with minutes. Because, as I said, the Cavs need a fourth facilitator. I am of the mind state that it should be Chetty Osmond. That way, if you use Chetty as a fourth
2: facilitator,
1: that way, bringing in, you know, uh, uh Wendler, you know, because he's healthy and contributing, bringing in the Stevens doesn't affect you, and you know, only adds to the flexibility of your team. Uh, everybody's virtually playing positionless basketball. If a peep person goes big, the Cavs can go big. If a person goes small, the Cavs can go small. Especially if Love is playing. If there, if a, if a team goes fast, the Cavs can go fast. If a if a cat if the team goes slow down the offense and play half court. The Cavs literally have the personnel to actually do everything effective. So it's going to be about what? Can Colin Saxton be a 30 point a game score? Bottom line. First year, sixteen, second year, 20. Third year, 24, almost 25. Virtually 25. Can he be a 30 point game score? 28, 29-point-a-game score. But I'm just going to say 30. All right? King Darius Garland average 20 and 10, 20 points, 10 assists, All right, Can a Coral jump from a nine-point-a-game score to a plus-15-point-a-game a score? If he does that, right, you pretty much know Jerry Allen in the full season will give you about 15 and 15.
2: So, if Colin giving you 30, Garland giving you 20, that's 50. If a Coral giving you
1: 15 on a night-to-night basis, at least 15, and Allen giving you at least 15 because there's the be ability to be able to clean up shots and boards and, and all that and still be able to hit from the uh, free-throw line at a higher rate. Bro, that's like 80 points. I didn't even add Laurie Marketing yet. and his best season, which he's like two seasons removed from, at a young age, he's only 19 in Laurie Marketing averaged 18, almost 19 points a game. So that's a hundred points just from your starting offense. I you mean know, your starting five. Each one can pass. A coral can defend. Allen can defend. So you got a perimeter guy that you can put out there that can defend at a high level and a paint guy who defended a high level. All right? Then marketing can pretty much play some backup defense. And Saxon and Garland gonna do what they do. So that's pretty cool. When you got that, you can say, okay, I can run with that. So who's coming behind them? Now you can bring in a Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio going to run the fuck out your offense. He going to run the fuck out your team. Just period. A healthy Kevin Love is a plus. A hungry Kevin Love looking to get traded is a plus. Especially if he just played a whole season here, contributed at a high level. You know what I'm saying? And just pick up some trade value at the end of the year with one year left on this deal with about $29 million. Now we talk talking about something. I mean, that's ideal and realistic. You know what I'm saying? And Until he owed the organization at least one well, good year a good contributor and that turn into something. Just for how he done played it and, and how he done benefited. He owes at least one. The guys can't totally come out of the deal with nothing. And if they can't come out of the deal with something, why wouldn't you want them to do that? Anybody who's not considered that, that's crazy. Um. So, then you got... Uh, but if Love is playing, I mean,
0: Love, even in 20 minutes, bro, if you ask him just come in and score a rebound, Love could still give you, like, 15 and 10. Love might even give you 20 in 25 minutes, bro. As the vocal point of offense, coming off the bench, Love, just come in and get buckets. We're
1: going to run the whole second unit through you while you get your game back in order. That's ideal. Just say he do that and
0: the Cavs do make it to the play-in and make it to the first round. And he come back and play again and play his contract out. That's a plus for the Cavs. You know how many 30 million a year guys sit on the bench of teams that's contending
1: and just help the young guys get better? You know what I'm saying? For once, the Cavs actually have a young core that's talented with talented proven veterans that can help. Now, they don't have a lot of, of what you would call talented veteran leadership at the wings. You got it with Rubio, and you got it with love, uh, essentially, all right? But what about the wing, all right? So this is
2: where, just side note, I can understand, I've said previously,
1: I can understand the desire to want to trade for Ben Simmons. Because ultimately, with that star lineup, if you insert Ben Simmons, and can bring a core off the bench. Bro, you got a mean-ass squad. You know what I'm saying? Even if Love part of the package and, and it's a bunch of first-round picks, I just wouldn't give up next year's pick. You can't have next year's pick. You can have the picks after that. You can't just outright have next year's pick. We can pick swap the first two years. We can pick swap this year. We can pick swap next year. And then down the line, you can get a couple of those picks. You can't just outright have my pick, though. Nope. And even those picks down the line come with protections. The only ones that probably won't come with protections is the last two. Because I can figure with the Cavs, he's going to try to swindle five. But I think he's getting four. and He can get one that's just top ten protected. The other two pick swaps, and he can get one outright. You know what I'm saying? And I might even give him leeway to pick one of the years that's not next year to either pick, swap, or go unprotected versus just taking the pick unprotected last. You know what I'm saying? Oh, some shit like that. You feel me? You can't just have our We can swap, though. If I got a top pick and you got a low pick, we we can swap that out. I I, I won't blame you for that. It's the same difference. You feel me? But end up with two picks and mean nothing, the Cavs can't afford that. So if they don't get Ben Simmons, I'm not mad either. Because a core role is going to do exactly what they would wanted to trade Ben Simmons for. That's why I, ain't, I don't I don't really want him. I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? He can go to the West Coast. You know. Uh, but so they don't have a lot of veteran re- leadership at this wing position for the cast. Uh, you know, Chetty Osman is a guy who really needs to excel this year, man. He really needs to up his game and really show like, like he's ready to be a leader and a main contributor, bro. You've been playing in the league for like six years, seven years, bro. You should be at least Rudy Fernandez by now. <laughs> like, come on, bro. You can shoot, you can handle, you can facilitate. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna play at least some type of help defense. Alright. So what's up? Can we can we get something? You know what I mean? Um uh, uh that that wing position though, that's really what's gonna be the biggest question about the team. How much evolution does a, uh, Isaac Okoro go through? Um, you know, will Chetty Osman be a consistent impact player this year? Will Dylan Weller stay healthy all year? And how much does Lamar Stevens evolve with his opportunities he'll get with you know having some having to be there to a uh, substitute for Okoro on top of you know, if Love or Wendler, you know, not playing, then he's virtually going to be able to soak up some of those minutes along with Dean Wade. You know, and he'll do that, you know, they'll do that because, you know, and in that trade, though, you got to understand, if the Browns, if the Cavs, I keep saying the Browns, if the Cavs miraculously pull off a trade to get Ben Simmons, Kevin Love is involved in that trade. I can just about bet you
2: that neither Darius Garland, Colin
1: Saxon, or Evan Mobley are be in that trade. I could possibly see it being a Coro Love and a bunch
2: of picks. I could see that, but I thought that happens and i I ain't
1: push forward um, but you know i a coral though bro, if a coral jumped to twenty points a game this year, bruh, with it's gonna get murderous for the east, bruh. Because Cavs going to literally just be playing playoff spoiler the whole year. You know what I'm saying? Which, I like that.
0: As a growing team, if your breakout season could be playoff spoiler, you know, you basically made it to the playoffs by playing hard and just getting in the way of some
1: teams that should be playing. Man, that's evolution. You know what I'm saying? You get there by 30, 40 games. However you got to do it, man. That's That's evolution. You feel me? And I, um, and you know, that'll that be that's something we, us, us Cavs fans want to see. We definitely want to see them, the, uh, turn the page, turn the corner. Um, but you know, man, give me your feedback. Let me know how you feel, how you like it, man. D. Trent, Game changer, Sports Talk, Industry Sports. All right. And I'll get up with you later, man.